healthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Now, that can be a little confusing, but let's read on. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And again, he's challenging us. Look, you can't, you can't have two people that is the boss, you know. It's either money is the boss or God is the boss. You can't have it both ways. And it's funny because when it first talks about, you know, the eye is the lamp of the body, you know. Your eyes determine if light or darkness is kind of thing. You know, to be honest, I've always thought that was talking about lust. And maybe it's just, I don't know, because I'm a guy and that's kind of where I went or just what, I don't know. But if you actually read that, and as I do my research on that, you're realizing Jesus is talking about money before, and then the, the eye and the lamp part and the light part, and then he's talking about money after. And as you read what kind of what other scholars in this kind of think, no, Jesus is actually talking about money when he was saying those things. So why is Jesus talking about his eyes? Like what you see determines how you, how you think, all this kind of thing. Look, he's talking about perspective. He's talking about how you see the world. He's talking about how you view your purpose in life. He's talking about how you view God. He's talking about how you view the money that you have, how you view your resources. And I think that's a valuable question that we need to ask ourselves. Do we have an earthly perspective or do we have a heavenly perspective, especially with the money that we have, especially with the resources that we have? Are we living for right now for earth or are we living for eternity down the road? And all of a sudden, it, it makes a little more sense. Uh, this verse, Matthew 6, 21. And we, we read it earlier, but I just want to really focus on this. And it's the CEV version because I, I just love how it says, look, your heart will always be where your treasure is. Your heart will always be where your treasure is. I love that because it's just so simple. It's, just, it, it's like, but it makes sense. You know, it, it's so deep. But, but even a kid could, could understand it, right? Where your heart is, that's where you're going to invest your resources. What you care about is where you spend your money. It makes sense, right? So you care about hockey? That's great. You're going to spend money on hockey tickets. You're going to put your kids in hockey because you care about hockey. That's your heart. That's great. That's great. Uh, you love your kids. That's perfect. So you're going you're to spend money on them. You're going to take care of them. You're going to put them ahead of you because that's your heart. You care about your kids. Look, you love, uh, uh, you know, spicy chicken sandwich at Wendy's, right? You're going to buy spicy chicken sandwich. Number six combo. Trust me. Upsize it. It's good. Um, but you care about that, so you spend your money on that because you care about that. That's your heart. It's, look, where your heart is, there's where your treasure is. Look, look, look. What has your heart in life, that has your money. What has your heart has your money. That's, and look, that's the hard part, though. <laughs> that's what makes it so challenging, this whole talk today and this whole concept today. We need to ask ourselves this question. Are our hearts focused on heaven and earth? You know, does heaven have our heart, which is eternal? Or does earth have our heart, which is temporary? Are we heavenly minded or, or earthly minded? You know, do, what, what do we do? And look, it's really simple to find out the answer. It actually is really simple. It's not some deep process thing where I have to stop and contemplate. Is my heart set on heaven? Is my heart set on earth? It's really easy. Just look at your bank account statement. Where do we spend our money? That's where our hearts are. That's what has our hearts. That will tell you everything you need to know. Because look, I promise you, whatever you actually care about in life, that's what you give your money to. Um, and now again, I, I got to clarify here. 
uh, what heavenly and, and earthly is and, and that kind of thing. Um, I'm not suggesting that anything other than spending money on church-related things, that's heavenly. Everything else is earthly. No, 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 that, that, that's not what I'm saying. Um, uh, if you want to figure out what's earthly and what's heavenly, just picture what Jesus would do with your money. If Jesus had your bank account, how would he spend your money, okay? So uh, if your car needs a repair and you need to get to work, that's, no, that, that's a good thing to spend money on because you need to get to work because that's how you take care of people. And that's how you take care of your family. That's how you pay your bills. Guess what? If Jesus had your bills to pay, he would pay those bills, okay? So that's, no, that's, that's a heavenly thing. Go repair the car. That, 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 that's a good thing. If you want to take your, your spouse uh, on, on a date, Take your spouse on a date. Don't be like, oh, this is so earthly what we're doing right now, you know. We're going to the movies. This is so earthly. Oh, my God. No. Jesus wants you to love your spouse. Jesus wants you to date your spouse. Do that. That's a heavenly thing, you know. Uh, uh, he wants your marriage to be good. Uh, don't think, oh, no, I'm taking my kids to the trampoline park. Like, we're such sinners, earthly things. No. Jesus would take your kids to the trampoline park, too. Okay? He loves your kids. He wants your kids to have a great time. He wants them to enjoy life. That, that, he would have a blast there. Right? So, so don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the heavenly things has to be this over, you know, hyper-spiritual kind of thing. No, heavenly things go always beyond that. It's we need to get ourselves in, in the mindset of Jesus. How would Jesus spend money if, if, if he had my bank account? How would Jesus do that? And that's how we determine, you know, heavenly Earthly things to spend money on. Um, now, mind you, I, I keep going back and forth on that. We can use that as an excuse to do whatever the heck we want, though. Say, oh, Jesus would do this. When it's like, okay, would he, though? So we, we need to be wise. We need to be discerning. Um, there, there's another moment where Jesus uh, talks about um, storing up treasures, okay? Um, and it's in uh, Luke chapter 12. Uh, we have this here. So I'm going to read this real quick. It's just another story that he told about storing up. He said this. And he told them this parable. He's teaching crowds. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you, as in he's talking about himself, have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. And then it goes on. It says this um, in, in the next part. But God said to him, so God has a different perspective here. You fool. Ooh, that's harsh. This very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever, look, 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 stores up things for themselves, but is not rich towards God. That seems pretty harsh, doesn't it? It's like, whoa, God, that, like, you called him a fool? Isn't he just saving? It's not wrong to have savings, is it? Isn't he just being wise? And, I, I, you know, at first I'm reading this, I'm kind of like, yeah, that's, it doesn't seem that bad. He's just storing up. That's good to have investments and savings, this kind of thing. But so the, the Greek word when, when God says, no, you fool, it's a Greek word, aphron. And, and what it, it's referring to is um, being, some, when someone's being foolish, because they're only looking at the temporary, and they're not thinking big picture. So this person in the story, he's storing up, he's not thinking big picture, he's thinking just for the temporary. Look, so there's nothing wrong with this man in the story having savings, you know? Like, oh, look, I have so much crop, I have, I have such a harvest, I'm going to save up. Look, there's nothing wrong with that. But look, this man was collecting savings, what, why? He says the reason. 
so that I can take it easy and just relax in life. Selfish. It's about me, 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 so that he could be lazy in life. And, and, and God's, you know, in, in this story, he, he's teaching us, it's not wrong to have savings, but look, it's wrong to save and save and save and collect, collect, collect purely for us. That actually is wrong. It, it is. We'll take it up with Jesus if you disagree, right? Um, God doesn't want us, and, you know, it, it talks about this out, this concept of just being lazy and just, I'm, I'm, I'm done now. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to do nothing in my life. No, no, no. God wants us to be hard workers. He wants us to be doing productive things. And God actually doesn't approve of a life that just takes it easy and does nothing all day. Um, God has a purpose for us. And it's this heaven and earth, uh, this, this battle right there. And why is God upset with this man? He's not mad at the man's stuff. He's mad at the man's perspective. He's, he's upset with how he's thinking. He's not upset that he has a lot. He's upset that, that his, uh, about his heart. Look, it's okay to have stuff. And look, some people are just well off in life. And that's amazing. Okay? I, I think sometimes we try to guilt people that are well off. No, no, no. If you're well off, see it as a blessing from God. That's incredible. That's a beautiful thing. God, you know, later in the New Testament, it talks about how uh, Paul's encouraging people, hey, if you're rich, be generous. But that's a great thing. That's a gift. Nothing wrong with that. But look, we got to check our perspectives. we got to check our hearts, how we view, how we spend our resources, how we spend our money. Are we looking in an earthly way or are we looking in an eternal way? way. It's so, so important. Jesus wants us to think long term. He wants us to make good investments with our resource and what we have. Um, it, it's like, uh, it, it's like if, if you had a credit card and you had no money in your bank account, but you really wanted Starbucks. It's like, don't, don't go to Starbucks and, and, and buy that. Because, because guess what? If we use our credit cards for regular purchases when we don't actually have money for it, that's what is great in the moment. You know, you have your Starbucks, it's so delicious, kind of thing, but long term it's going to build up and there's interest. And if we live a lifestyle like that, it's going to lead down the wrong path, right? It's, it's this short term versus long term thinking. So we have to ask ourselves the question, where are we spending our money? How do we view our money? Because that's actually what God cares about. He cares about our perspective on how we view things. And, and that's the, the, the main idea I want to leave with you today. Uh, it's this a really simple concept. Jesus said it. But it's this. Our spending habits reveal where our hearts are. Your treasure and your heart, they're connected. They're together. How you spend your money, it shows where our hearts really are at. So it's funny, right? Because I, I can be such a hypocrite with this. You know, it's like, oh, I care about this so much. I care about this so much. Oh, I'm just so passionate about this. And, you know, sometimes it's like if someone were to call me up, like, oh, yeah, let's see your bank account. It's like, oh, I, I, I guess I, I don't care about these things that I say I do. Because your spending habits actually show where your heart is, right? Um, and it's so important because there's this temptation in Canada where everyone just stores up stuff. Get more, more, more. Collect, collect, collect. I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. When really, do we actually? No. Um, and we naturally, I, we naturally have this earthly perspective in life. And I think that's just the sinful human nature that we have, right? But Jesus is challenging that way of thinking. He's saying, look, you don't need to see life that way anymore. There's actually a better way. Your heart will always be where your treasure is. So let's be wise with money, right? 
And uh, the, the challenge that I have today for you for the final time is uh, the same challenge that I've had for you the last two weeks. And I, I know there's um, some new people. I met some new people here today, so we'll, we'll fill you in. It's, it's this challenge to start tithing, to be tithing people. Um, if we can acknowledge that 100% of what we have is God's, um, tithing is giving 10% back and acknowledging that that's true, that we actually really believe in that. And when we tithe, kind of this Western culture of collect, collect, more, 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 we need more. When we tithe, it's kind of like breaking that off our shoulders, saying, whoa, I, don't, I actually don't need to live with that view anymore. I actually don't need to live like that anymore. Um, and when we tithe, we are guaranteeing that our hearts are staying focused on heaven. That no matter what, regardless of what our budgets look like, regardless of where we're spending our money, we know that first and foremost, God has our heart. That our hearts are focused on heaven, not just on earth. Um, and as we give to God's church, we're, we're, putting towards, we're putting money towards what we care about, right? Um, so I'll give you an example too. Um, our, our sponsor church, Bethel, they, they, they help us financially. Uh, which is amazing. We're a newer church, this kind of thing. Um, they give, uh, you know, tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars to kind of overseas missions and, and helping, you know, people all throughout the world, uh, new churches and, and, and kids in poverty, this kind of thing. Why do they do that? Because that's their heart. They're a very mission-focused church. That, what they care about is that, so that they give money to that, right? Um, and it's funny, like, their, their pastor there, and my friend and mentor, he, he used to be missionary. So it's like, Obviously, that's where they're spending their money. They're passionate about that, and they love people. So if you were to look at Mountainside's budget, us as a church, where do we spend our money? It's outreach. It's doing these public community events. Why do we do that? Because we love people. We love Bimbrook. We love this local community. Um, and if you, you, know, you want to find out what a church cares about, just look at their budget. You'll find out exactly where, right? does all the talking. Um, and I think it's something that we need to ask ourselves. What, what do our personal family budgets look like? What do they look like? Um, and, you know, maybe for some of us, we just need to prioritize. Shoot, I don't have that in place yet. To be honest, I don't know where my money's going. I'm just kind of living life. And I think, I think that's important for us to do. If we, if we could get it on paper, this is what at least we're going to attempt at. You know? And then it can be so, trust me, though, it can be sobering. Because it's kind of like, shoot, there's no money left. But I care about this. It's like, okay, well, then it's going to cost some sacrifice. We're going to have to move some numbers around and switch some stuff up. Uh, it, it, it's, it's important. Because, again, naturally, we want to spend money on us. We want to have an earthly perspective. But, again, Jesus is challenging that way of thinking. He's saying you don't have to live like that, okay? Um, and I, I remember being younger um, and just kind of hearing about this principle of tithing, of, like, you give 10% back to God, this kind of thing. And, and hearing a, a message just like this, pastor talking about it, and I, I remember, you know, considering it, thinking about it, and I, I thought, whoa, I, I love the church that I go to. And I really appreciate what they do, and, and, you know, I'm a part of it, and I serve here. But I wasn't giving a penny. I wasn't giving a penny to it. And those words of Jesus, when he said, your heart will always be where your treasure is, um, it, it, it caused me to pause and think about it. It's like, wait, I do love my church, though, so I, I should give to it. I, I should give to Jesus because I love Jesus. I, my local church was important to me, so I should give to my local church because it's important because your heart and your money are connected, right? Um, and, and if I was saying that I really cared about my church, but there wasn't actions with those words, then they're just words, right? They're just words. Um, and, 
and I want to encourage you with this, okay? I want to encourage you with this. And I'm being bold here, but it's the last week, okay? Week three, so we're just going for it, okay? Look, if this church matters to you, I challenge you, try tithing. Um, if Jesus matters to you, I challenge you, try tithing. Um, and, and we're starting something starting next week. Um, called the Tithing Challenge, and this is what it looks like. I'm going to give you a quick breakdown because we already talked about it a bunch. Um, but basically, we're challenging every single person that calls Mountain Chide, Ma- Mountain Chide, <laughs> Mountainside um, their home church for the next 12 weeks, starting next week. Um, we're going to try together as a church family, we're going we're to tithe. Um, and at the end of the 12 weeks, if we feel like our tithing hasn't made a difference, that God hasn't blessed us in that special way, um, then you never have to give another penny. Guilt-free. Don't, don't sweat it, no worries at all. Um, we're just really confident that as we are generous people, as we tithe, as we give money back to God, as we support the church, as, and together as we make a difference in this community, um, we're just really believing that we'll never go back. Once we start, we're gonna see the difference, we'll never go back. Um, and we're starting it next week. You still have time to kind of work out a budget, to try to, try, uh, try to fit it in. Um, and if you want to be a part of this, we're trying to get everyone to sign up, whether you already tithe, whether you're just going to try it for the first time, or, or whether you have questions, um, just go to mountainside.church slash tithe, um, and uh, uh, we're going to sign up. Because we, uh, we have a free book called The, the Treasure Principle that we want to give to every single person that signs up. And basically it's a book on uh, how God views money and how we should view money and, and that kind of thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm really pumped about it. I'm really pumped. Okay, so just as we close, a few notes. We, we talked about this last week too, but I, I feel like I just have to say this. It's important. Um, I do not personally benefit from this, okay? My paycheck isn't fluctuating up and down based on what you guys give, okay? So, so please don't take this as like Bronson's telling me this because he wants more money. That's not how it works, okay? Um, my beautiful wife, Olivia, and I, we live this out. I got a, an email this morning. Thank you for giving to Mountainside Church. You know, 10% of my paycheck, 10% of Olivia's paycheck. We set up recurring giving online. Every single Sunday morning we give. Um, the percentage is what counts, not the actual amount, okay? You could give $5. You could give $500,000. God sees no difference. What he looks at is the percentage. What he looks at is the heart, okay? The heart behind it. Um, so I really want to make sure we get that in our head. Um, and remember, as we tithe, as we give, we're not like... God, look, I'm giving you this, it was mine. It's, like, it's all his anyways. All it's doing is acknowledging that, God, this, we, I know that this is yours. So as I tithe to that. And final, final note, don't feel any negative pressure to give, okay? Please don't leave feeling guilty. Uh, don't give a penny unless you want to give a penny, okay? And, and I mean that. If you're not 100% sure that you want to do it, then don't, okay? Um, but we do believe there's a blessing attached with the tithe. Attached with the tithe. And we do believe that our spending habits, um, that reveals where our hearts are. And that shows what we really care about, okay? Um, and much more important than tithing is the, the, the person of Jesus. You know, maybe you're here and you're thinking, Mike, you keep talking about money. This is really weird. The, I, I knew I shouldn't have came to church today. It's all about money, this kind of thing. We're done talking about money, okay? We're a new series next week. Um, but much more important than any of that stuff is who Jesus is. And, you know, we talked last week about why should we give to God is because God gave everything he has for us in the person of Jesus. When Jesus came from heaven to earth, uh, he didn't come to, you know, lightning bolt us and to judge us and to point fingers. No, he came to show his love for us because what happened was he lived a perfect life and Jesus was crucified on the cross. And this is, what, this is why we celebrate Easter, right, in a few weeks, uh, crucified on that cross. And when Jesus was on that cross, um, he, he rose 
uh, or he took all the sin of the world, he put it on himself. And I just could not imagine what that, what that would have felt like in that moment. Um, and three days later, he rose again. And look, let me tell you something. When you believe that story is true, when you believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose again for you and that God loves you, you can have a relationship with God. Um, and whether you've taken that step or not, I, I encourage you to make that decision today because he really, really values you, okay? Um, our spending habits reveal where our hearts are. Um, so let's spend our money wisely. Let's, let's spend our money the way that God wants us to. Um, and just a side note too, sometimes, sometimes maybe what it takes is you need to put money somewhere before you develop a heart for it. So if you're like, I know I'm supposed to care about this, but to be honest, I don't care about that. Sometimes you just need to start giving money towards it, and God will develop a heart inside too, okay? And just watch your uh, heart change for the good. So I want to I leave you with that. Mountainside.church slash tithe. This is the last week to sign up for it. Um, it's going to be glorious, and it's going to be a really fun time for our church. Amen? Uh, let's pray. So Jesus, we thank you for who you are. Uh, we thank you for the sacrifice that you've made for us. Um, I pray that every single person in this church uh, would be generous. I pray that you would teach us what it means to be generous people. And I pray you'd make a difference with the resources that we have and the resources uh, that you have given us, God, and just our perspectives. We love you in your name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Um, we're going to uh, switch focuses really quick. We have a, a little child dedication, a little baby dedication today, which is like, one of the most exciting times of our church family. So I'm going to invite up Nick and Jess and Abby and Logan and little baby Brennan. Um, this is awesome. Oh, look at that face. Come on. Look at that. Yeah, you guys come up here. You guys you guys get center stage right here. Yeah, yeah. You guys go here. You guys here. It's all you, Nick. It's all you. Hey, guys. This is awesome. So Vanderveen family, you guys are legends. And I just found out on Facebook that you guys are moving too, which is like heartbreaking because I love these guys. But it's, we're really pumped for you guys. We're really excited for you guys too. Um, so this is little baby Brennan. Hey, buddy, you're looking really good. You got your little overalls today. Oh, that's a happy look. You got anything for the mic? <laughs> not today, okay, not today. That's all good, that's all good. <laughs> so we're really pumped to have you for the last couple of months, buddy. Yeah, you're so great. You're such an important part of this church family. Yeah, he's eyeing me up. He's, he's like, do I trust this guy? What's going on here? What's going on here? Okay, so I did some research, okay, um, on what the name Brennan means, at least according to thebump.com, okay? Um, which is a pregnancy website. It's very legit, okay? Um, and we just kind of want to speak in faith, little Brennan, of who you'll be, okay? Of who you'll be in life, okay? Oh, there's a nice little smile. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, Brennan, Brennan's name uh, means either prince or teardrop. <laughs> so two opposites there, right? That's good. Um, and Brennan, we just want to speak in faith that this is who you are, buddy, okay? You are not only Jess and Nick's child, your mom and dada, you are also God's child. Okay, buddy? Yeah? Okay. Um, little Brennan, you are so precious to God. Did you know that? And, and in his eyes, you're a little prince. Yeah, you're a little, you're a little prince. You have a really bright future, Brennan. And not only that, in, in this world, 
you have a really bright future with the king of the universe. And you're his little prince, buddy. And he really values you and really loves you. And we speak that you're going to know that. You're going to live a life where you know exactly who you are, exactly who God says you are. You are so happy right now. That's right. It's like, yo, I'm a prince. This is not bad. This is pretty good. Um, and you know what, little Brendan? Teardrops aren't always that bad, you know. Tears can be pretty good. Did you know that? Jesus cried. And the heroes of the scripture, they cried tears constantly, little buddy. Did you know that? Yeah. Do you know why? Because they wanted to know God more, and they cried out to him, okay? And they really loved people. So they would cry for those people because they really loved people. So we just want to speak that over you, little buddy, that you're going to live a life full of love and compassion and your heart is going to break for people. You're just going to love people like Jesus did, okay? We just speak that in faith that, that your future is really bright, little Brennan. And we speak that in faith and authority. And we kind of we prophesy it over you, okay, buddy? That that's the life you're going to live. It's going to be beautiful. Okay? You cool with that? So I wish you had my perspective. He's just grinning like crazy. He's just so happy. So Nick and Jess, are you committing this child to God? Are you committing... To raise him to love Jesus, love others, and live out his calling? If yes, please reply, we are. So Mountainside Church, this is for you too. An extended family, this is for you too, okay? Do you commit to help little baby Brendan follow Jesus? Do you commit to help this family for as long as they're here and beyond through Facebook? Um, do you commit to helping them in any way that you can and to be truly a church family to them. If yes, together as a church, please reply, we do. So Nick and Jess, and, and, and yeah, kids too, maybe let's all just lay a hand on little baby Brennan as we pray for him. And I'm going to lay hands on you too, okay, just as I pray for you guys. Uh, let's pray. So God, we commit little baby Brennan to you, God. I pray for wisdom over Nick and Jess as they raise their kids, God. I pray that little Brennan would be exactly who you have called him to be. That God, that his life would be full of love for you and for others. That he'd live a life perfectly in his, uh, the calling that you've put on his life. And we just dedicate him to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Come on, show love for this family. Everyone, come on. And we also have, um, we also have, a gift for little baby Brendan. So here you go. Here, Logan, maybe you grab this. This is for your little brother, okay? So that, that's, that's a gift for your brother. And uh, we just love you guys so much. We're, we're so honored that, you know, you're here for this season. We, we just adore you guys. So give it up for these guys one more time. Show some love. Thanks, guys. That was awesome. That was great. Um, so just to close off, I'm going to invite the, the ushers forward for giving um, and invite Megan to the front here. Um, I want to remind you that we have the prayer corner over here. If you have any prayer requests or needs at all, um, at the end of service, there's going to be some people um, that will pray with you at the end. Um, there's a couple ways you can give as well. Yeah, ushers, you're good to go. You can give through the red buckets here through cash um, or check. Uh, we also have an iPad at the back for digital giving. And you can also go to our website. Uh, for online giving as well. Um, and next week we are starting a brand new series, uh, Easter Focus. you got to be here. It's going to be awesome. Um, and uh, Megan, why don't you explain what we're about to watch. We're about to watch a video and uh, close off service. Thanks, Megan. 
Uh, good morning, everybody. So I have the privilege of ending service this morning. And just as you pass around those red buckets, you'll notice if you peeked in that there is a strip of paper. There's an info sheet in there on um, community groups. So um, I have the privilege of ending off service with a little bit of a little bit more info about community groups. Uh, if you are looking for a spot weekly to meet, if you're deciding to take that next step with um, your friends and get into a stable community group where you'll find love, peace, happiness, and accountability, that's another huge one. Um, I encourage you to take a strip of paper and you can see um, some info about what's going on already. Another way you can get involved um, with some community at Mountainside is through Alpha. Um, and if you're new to service this morning, welcome. And if you've never heard of Alpha before, we have an amazing video to show you some of the impact that Alpha is having. Um, first of all, worldwide. Alpha is not just like an Ontario, Binbrook, tiny little thing. Alpha is running across the world in prisons, in bars, in restaurants, in coffee shops, in libraries. Um, and We've started running Alpha about two years ago, and it's having an incredible impact on, on our community, on people, on hearts, um, and it's, it's wholeheartedly making an investment in, in heavenly things in our lives. So take a look at this video. Before Alpha was just going to the church, probably even like once or twice a month. It wasn't a weekly thing. When I did go, we dove into stuff that I never even fathomed I would even think about. It just started opening up my faith a lot more as each week went on and, and I met all kinds of great people. I was on the Alpha team. Um, I got asked to be a helper. Alpha just really uh, created a space where I could ask questions. And so um, it really took my faith to the next level. I thought I was gonna be there to help other people, but it actually ended up being for me. I've been coming to uh, Mountainside right from day one, but I had never done Alpha. So then I was invited to be part of the Alpha team. I just came in as helper, not fully understanding what I was getting into. I had a relationship with God, but it wasn't a strong relationship. For me, what changed is I just, it made me feel more a part of the community. We all became friends. With Alpha, I found that I had people I could talk to and listen to. My story's not just by myself, it's for everybody. I really started to uh, tighten up with a lot of people that, that were showing up there. There were individuals quite frankly, that I felt God placed in our group for me and for them. If you have questions, you'll get your answers. God will guide you. He knows what you need. The day where we spent the whole day together, that was an amazing day. There was lots of um, revelations, I think, that were made, and I really just further developed that sense of community. And you can just feel it in the group. I came out of there and I was, I was changed. Throughout my prayer, I felt my wrist hurting. And our leader said, 
The Holy Spirit came to me and said, someone in our group has pain in their left wrist. I said, two months ago, I broke my wrist. And so she prayed over my wrist and then I felt something coming out from my fingers. And this was May, 2018. And I haven't had any pain since. So I was thinking of going on a mission trip. This was a while ago. And then I'm like, no, 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 that's not for me. It's okay. And I heard the word go. And um, I'm like, go where, go where. I ended up going to South Africa on a mission trip. People shared their hearts. There was a sense of real endearment. There are a number of individuals in Mountainside that I actually love as my friends in my community. After Alpha, yeah, I pray every day. I pray every day for the goodness of, of life and believing in something that's bigger than us. We started up a community group, and in that community group, everybody came from Alpha. We are truly, truly loving one another and enjoying growing together in Christ because of Alpha. It's just opened my faith up so much more. I've learned so much about how to open my heart I found um, a great group of friends through Alpha. I got like, accountability partners and prayer team and my inner circle, and I really got to connect with um, my church. After Alpha, I've recommended it nonstop. I'm excited to be going back again. I'm a different person than I was last year. My faith has grown deeper, and so I'm looking forward to seeing it from a new perspective. Give it a shot. you never regret it. I would definitely recommend Alpha to anyone. Um, it just creates a really safe environment. Like I didn't know all the answers and I felt like Alpha was like, it's okay that you don't know all the answers. I'll tell you what, don't miss Alpha. It is so worth the time, both spiritually and emotionally getting connected with a community that actually cares about you. That video gets me every time. So we have an amazing videographer in our community. His name is Joe. Joe is from New Zealand and he came over about a year ago. Um, and he felt that he needed to come to Canada. He felt that he needed to uh, be in the videography field. So he put this video together for us. So he's not here today, but I'm still giving him amazing credit because uh, I, I, it makes me cry. Um, so if you're interested in Alpha, if you would like to come and see what this is all about, please come. If you can think of a family member, a friend who has questions, maybe sees you living differently, like Mike was talking about this morning, and you just want to reach out to them and say, hey, there's uh, this thing called Alpha. It's running in Binbrook. Do you want to come with me? The invitation is so simple, and we can, you know, post things on Facebook and, and um, social media and stuff, but it's that personal invite that really gets people, right? I went to Alpha because my sister invited me. All she said was, hey, do you want to go? I trusted my sister. I trusted where she was leading me, so I went with her, um, and that's, that's the kind of compass of, of the invitation. So we're starting that, not this Monday, but next Next Monday. Hope to see so many of you there. Um, if you'd like to know more info, you can always email alpha at mountainside.church um, or come talk to me at the back, uh, get a piece of paper with the community group info. Um, yeah, let's get involved. Let's get plugged in. God bless you as you go. Thank you for coming. Have a great week.
Just wanna 